Hi, I'm Lucy James, and I listen to the One Up Gaming podcast. Welcome to our podcast. We've got a lot to say about all the latest games you're gonna wanna play. We'll tell you what's on Xbox, PS3, PC, and more. We'll chat about some random stuff to you rolling on the floor. This is One Up Gaming. Sit back and grab a drink. It's time to give a listen to what we have to think. Hi, David here, One Up Gaming. Going to go through this week's news, the games we've been playing, uh, rattle through it all as quickly as we can, try and get through this. It's not as long for you as it is for me because I have to record it, I have to edit it. And then I've got to get it uploaded and make sure it's all running fine. And it takes a long time. Um, so this is the One Up Gaming Podcast with me, David. Episode 367. And go to our website, oneupgaming.co.uk. From there, you can see that we have some news, reviews, features, all that good stuff. You can buy t-shirts like this. From there, we also have our first album, which is Games Inspired Music. You can buy it, you can stream it. Just go to like, Amazon, just go to like, Google, just go to the iTunes store, search Games Inspired Music, and 20% of each sale will go to the Child's Play charity. There is also the first 100 podcasts available, and that is from audiobooksontape.com. And one pound of each sale will go to the Diabetes UK charity. Uh, anyone that wonders why, that is my little tiny sensor to test my bloods and sugars and stuff. And I am diabetic. So that is the intros. And we will have a quick 10 second break and come back with the games we've been playing this week. So back in a couple of seconds. Hi, I'm Keith Allen, and I play Murphy on Z Nation, and I listen to One Up Gaming Podcast. Hello, Andy. This is Colin. I won't be able to get in there. No, 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 no. I'm sweating all big. I'm sweating all big. Still David, still One Up Gaming, still episode 367 of the One Up Gaming Podcast. So we're going to go through this week's games that we played this week, on this week's show, for this week, with me, David. So, I do apologise. I'm sleep deprived. Uh, but we'll go straight into this week's sort of games. So first of all, because of the re- release recently of Final Fantasy 16, I thought, do you know what? I have Final Fantasy 15. Why don't I give that a go? Because I've never played it before. I couldn't even tell you when the game came out and when it was made. But Final Fantasy 15... I quite enjoyed the story and the setup and the characters. Very Japanese sort of like character designs and art. And then the first female you come across in the game, tiny little yellow top, boobs hanging out. It's just weird. It really is just weird. But I quite enjoyed it. The gameplay. I'm so used to Final Fantasy being like a turn-based combat mechanic but this one is like a proper live 
straight into the action sort of game so it's more of a scrolling beat em up sort of feel to the game more of a devil may cry light that sort of thing it looked good it played well i quite enjoyed the whole thing the female part of the game kind of made me ew but um yeah it was it seemed all right it looked good uh, i would have to say that it's one of those games where you'd have to give another three four five hours to get into the sort of story and see how things were getting along and, and moving along and that kind of thing i would say that the final fantasy 15 it's something that i would give more game time to it did seem nice it did seem fun and it looked good it looked good yeah final fantasy 15 i would recommend Next up, what we have is The Crew 2. Now this, I like the idea of, where they're nicking elements from Sonic and All-Stars Racing Transformed, where you are a car, and if you jump onto the water, you go into a boat, and you can go into the air, that type of thing. I thought the car and the car physics and handling very arcadey but played well. The boat seemed very heavy and understeered a lot. And then the plane, I just did not like the control mechanics of the plane. So I think the car racing bits were quite good. But it's just that Ubisoft's trying to get into the, um, the Forza Horizon sort of, sort of mm, gameplay. It's just not as well made as the Forza Horizon games. Looks alright, again it doesn't look as good as the Forza games, but it plays well, looks nice, and I quite enjoyed what I played. I just don't think that it's worth 60-70 quid for a game like this when you can buy better options elsewhere. Maybe if you've got a PlayStation 5, this might be the best open world racer available at the moment. But if you've got an Xbox, you have no excuse. If you have a PC, you have no excuse. Forza Horizon 3, 4, 5. Much better games than this. So, yeah. I would say if you have a PlayStation, it's a great game. If you have an Xbox, it's a good game. They're the differences. Next up, I had a quick go at Tekken 7. Now, I loved Tekken. I loved Tekken 2. And... Tekken 3 I played a lot of, but I didn't get into into, and then I kind of fell out of the series because I think that's when I went to the Xbox side of things, and I started playing like Dead or Alive, those sort of games. Um, I've dabbled in Tekken Tag Tournament, Tekken Tag Tournament 2, a few of the other ones, um, and I thought, you know, Tekken 7 I'll get, I thought I'd see what it was about, and... It's kind of a mix of the gameplay elements of the new Mortal Kombat games. So the Mortal Kombat stuff that actually the story is continuous and goes straight into the fight, that sort of thing. But this has got that and it's also got more of the comic book style still cutscenes and voiceover. It's just, it doesn't know where it wants to go. It's a bit mixed and a bit... So I'm very excited to see where Tekken 8 comes into this. Hopefully they've had more development time, more budget, more to make it actually seem a coherent whole of a game. But 
the meat of the game is the fighting. The fighting is fast, smooth, works really well. I love to how it all feels. It's kind of going more towards the virtual fighter speed of things, whereas the original Tekken was much slower, much more methodical. But now they seem to have upped the pace much more. And I do like the, the game, how it plays now, how it looks amazing, how I think it's using the Unreal Engine, how it's so fast and smooth, detailed, really big characters, and it just it's it's a great game. Great game. Namco doing well. Where's the bloody Ridge Racer game? We need a good Ridge Racer game. Moving on. Taxi Simulation in City. Now this game, I don't know if it's like a I don't know, I don't want to use the word foreign, but it's like non-English, Eastern European country, that sort of thing, because the text when it was writing on the screen, it seemed broken English, if, that, if you know what I mean. The game itself, in still highly positioned screenshots, the game can look fantastic. I got this game to review, I've got a review up on the website and when I looked at the gameplay sort of like the screenshots that they had to come with the, the code so you can have a look at it and have a read about it, it looked really good. I thought, do you know what, I really miss a good crazy taxi game and if this is more of a simulation game which it looked like it was, but unfortunately downloaded the game, played the game. It is janky to hell, there's no physics. You hit something and you don't move, but the other person bounces off and goes miles into the sky. It's one of those simulation games that's a janky simulation. Nothing to do with simulation really, it's just a stupid. Graphics are horrendous, buildings popping out of nowhere. The background just pops in, pops out, and it's just juddering all over the place. The cars look alright but they lack detail and definition and it's just a bad game. It really is a bad game. It's one of the worst games I've played in a long time. So please do not buy Taxi Simulation in City which I got on Steam. Um, so yeah, don't get that. I couldn't even find a trailer for it for the background so this is my gameplay footage of me playing the game in the background. So the next game that I played this week is Kung Fu Fighting. Now, this was only about 50p, so I expected nothing from the game. I actually thought it looked bad in the screenshots, but I thought, you know what, for the 50p, I'll give it a go for the laugh. And I was right, it's a bad game. It really is a bad game. It's a basic Street Fighter clone. It's got the same sort of feel to that. that the aesthetic is similar to the Street Fighter. It's even got like Ken's, is it the Ken's rooftop background? It's got that copied on here. The characters look okay, nothing special. Movement's very basic, graphics very basic. It's more of a testy demo sort of thing, but you paid money for it. I do think that if this person who's developing the game had a team of four or five people, and had more of a budget and had like another year of development they might have expanded it into something which is pleasant not good just pleasant and but again no trailer so you can tell how budget this game was 
and it's my gameplay footage up on the on the video behind me and you can see how bad the game is so I will say I will say though for the price it's worth getting just for the stupidity of the game um, but yeah Kung Fu fighting bad next game probably the best uh, yeah probably the best game that I played this week and that is the Xbox Series X version of Starfield now I had a quick go it looked well it played well I quite enjoyed the story as it sort of like kicked in but then uh, it went into space combat with the sh ships and I couldn't work out how to destroy the enemy that I'm fighting against so I'm just going round and round in circles and it kind of got boring and I just turned the game off I'll probably go back to it but it just didn't grip me enough to pull me past that part of the game that annoyed me graphically it looks good the gameplay feels tight and nice there was no obvious sort of graphical issues or bugs that I could find it just played well it looked nice I will say Starfield could be a good little game so if you have Xbox Game Pass if you have the Xbox Game Pass on PC, I don't know what it's called, it's just Xbox Game Pass for PC, I can't remember. Then Stafford is included within the service, so if you have that, at least give it a go, see what you think. The last game that we played this week is Madden NFL 24. Now, I'm English. Gasps in absolute shock and horror, I know. I don't have a clue about the rules of the American Football League. I don't have a clue what, how you play the game, how things happen, how you have to do drop goals and is it drop goals or is that rugby? I don't even know now. But I just don't understand how the game plays. I can say that the game looks amazing. The graphics are just really good, really crisp, clear, smooth, really big beefy characters that you are playing as. And you can have three different styles of like the game and I just chose the original game where it's much simpler to play and that's probably because I don't know what I'm doing with these games um, but I really enjoyed what I played I've seen some negative reviews online I've not read them but I guess I don't know enough of the Madden games I just play them a couple of times that's me done for the full year you know I don't sit in and get into the games which in a, in a way is good because I don't have time to do any of these games um, but yeah, I'd recommend it. It's a good little game. I felt it was good. So please join us on YouTube and subscribe to us, like us, share us, all that stuff. Bell us. And every Monday we have the UK Games Chat. Every Tuesday we have a Boosteroid game played. Every Wednesday we have a video for Which is Best. Every Thursday we have a retro inspired video, either gameplay, either talking about a developer or a, a publisher, that sort of thing. Every Friday we have the podcast, which is this. Um, every Saturday we have the games played this week. And every Sunday we have the um, just the weekly news roundup. And that is what we do on our YouTube channel. So please subscribe to us, follow us. And we'll have a quick break now and we'll come back with this week's news. So back in a few seconds.
Hi, my name's Cartoon Penguin, and I'm a part of Shocknet's development team, and I listen to 1UP Gaming Podcast. Hi, David here, 1UP Gaming, episode 367 of the 1UP Gaming Podcast, and we're going to go straight into the weekly news, so yeah. Weekly news with me, 1UP Gaming. Me, 1UP Gaming? No. 1UP Gaming with me, David. Whew. I really don't know sometimes. I talk and I just wonder how the hell I've managed to get around for this amount of time in my life because I don't know what I'm doing. Anyway, ESPN combining Toy Story and the NFL in fully animated takeover of Jaguars, Jaguars and Falcons game. So, do you guys say Jaguars? Because we say Jaguar. And Jaguars and Falcons game. Patrick Starr roasting quarterback Russell. I have no idea what the hell any of this means. Russell Wilson was one of the 2022's most memorable moments. No, I have no idea. Now, Buzz Lightyear will be taking aim at Trevor Lawrence as part of an even stranger crossover event by ESPN and Disney+. They'll combine the cast of Toy Story and the Jacksonville Jaguars and Atlanta Falcons. The only thing I remember about the Atlanta Falcons is that Mo Sislak said it on the one of the Simpsons episodes. And he put a beer mat or something in front of his mouth when he said it. Uh, Builders Toy Story Fun Day Football. The new crossover will be will immerse viewers in a fully animated version of Sunday's game between the Jaguars um, and Falcons. It's described as a first-of-its-kind NFL presentation in which each Falcon and Jaguar uh, will have animated representation on a traditional-looking field created by the Toy Story setting. Oh, God. Oh, no. Oh, God. Oh, no. So I guess this will be like an um, American exclusive, I'd have a guess. I don't know. Um... But what do you guys think? Leave comments. Are you excited to watch these uh, fully animated, kiddie-friendly version of an American football game? I just don't understand where the thought process is, why put that much money into it. But then again, I'm not Disney, I'm not NFL, I don't know what I'm doing. Next up, Ubisoft's X-Defiant delayed after being rejected by PlayStation and Xbox. So Ubisoft could potentially launch X Defiant somewhere between the middle of September to the middle of October after being denied certification by PlayStation and Xbox. In a written update, Mark produce, uh, producer Mark Rubin said that Ubisoft started the certification process on PlayStation and Xbox at the end of July. However, in mid-August, Ubisoft found out that the game received a not pass. If it had passed, then X Defiant would have been released at the end of August. Now Ubisoft has to search for compliances and functionality bugs within the game and fix them so they can ship. Ubisoft's, Ubisoft plans to submit a fresh party platforms to first party platforms for certification again in less than two weeks. If the game passes, then it can officially be released by middle of late, middle to late September. Ruben also states that the game will likely receive a conditional pass, meaning 
that Ubisoft will have to implement a day one patch and X Defiant is looking at an early to middle October release. That sounds bad to me. It sounds like the game is not running well, not doing well, bugs, glitches. It might need to be delayed. If we were following the standard rules for game releases, we wouldn't have set a date far enough in advance with enough buffer to have a confident release date. However, a lot of things with this game, we have not chosen the typical route. He continued, having millions of people play your game long before it's ready is not normal. Not being afraid to show an unfinished game to millions of people with the, all its flaws is not normal. These were the real these were real tests and not just marketing events. So when it comes to when we will release, the real answer is as soon as we can, and we will continue to update you with more info when we have it. X Defiant is a free-to-play first-person shooter game developed by Ubisoft San Francisco. It has had several beta phases this year, including a closed one in April and an open one in June. We will it will launch on PC, PlayStation 5, and Xbox Series X and S whenever it can. Uh, what do you guys think? Do you think it's just what is it with all these like like live service games? I'm just I don't know. I'm not a big fan of all these sort of things. Make a game I can chuck on, play the single player game for five ten hours, delete it, and if I want these sort of like live service games, add a really good engrossing single uh, multiplayer mode, and I can sit and play that if that's what I want. But I just don't like how everything's, even like single player games are all pushed and focused into these sort of like narratives now. But anyway, we'll go into the next bit of news and that is Nintendo ending Mario Kart, Mario Kart Tour, oh God, Mario Kart Tour content add-ons. Um, as of October the 4th, they will no longer release new content for Mario Kart Tour. As shared by Reset Era user Poltergeist, Nintendo quietly announced the end of new content in an in-game update after the list of upcoming tours. From October 4th, tours will consist of content from tours that have appeared before. New course, non-new courses, drivers, carts or gliders will be added following the battle tour starting October 4th. We hope you continue to enjoy playing Mario Kart Tour. Uh, Nintendo therefore made clear this isn't the end of Mario Kart Tour as it will continue to support the game with tour events going forward and won't shut down servers. All incoming content will have been available in the game previously however meaning there won't be anything new for players to experience or collect. Mario Kart Tour launched in 2019 but seemingly failed to make waves as Nintendo was reportedly underwhelmed by its mobile games ventures that included Super Mario Run which wasn't a great Mario game Animal Crossing Pocket Camp, which was just a, um, was it just like a house building thing? It wasn't like a full Animal Crossing, and alongside Mario Kart Tour. So IGN gave it six out of ten, and I quite, I thought six out of ten was a bloody good score because I actually thought the game was crap. I really did. I thought the handling, the physics, that everything was just bad on the game. It really was. Um, I'm not a massive Mario Kart fan, don't get me wrong, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, is, the, is that the newest one? I thought that was really good, it looks nice, it plays nice, loads of content, and I think it was just a really good game. Um, but the one on the mobile was just bad, it was just bad. I think Nintendo 
had to put these games out because they were pressured by their uh, their stockholders, shareholders, whatever you want to call them. And yes, they made a shit ton of money, but the games just weren't good enough. So we go straight into the next bit of news, and that is Borderlands developer Gearbox is reportedly up for sale. Uh, Gearbox, the US game company behind Borderlands series, is reportedly up for sale. Routers reports Gearbox parent company Embracer is weighing up its options, one of which is a sale. Apparently Embracer has received interest from a number of third parties. Neither Embracer nor Gearbox have issued comment. In Embattled Embracer is currently undergoing a significant restructuring that has already seen the closure of um, Volition, the long-running studio behind the Saints Row series and the Red Faction, I think then. Uh, earlier this year, Embracer announced it would start to close studios and cancel games as a $2 billion deal reportedly with Saudi government fund funded company Savvy Games Group fell through at the last moment. Embrace Group had been on an acquisition spree over the last few years, including snapping up Tomb Raider developer Crystal Dynamics and Gearbox, among many others. The February 2021 deal to hire Gearbox valued the company at up to 1.4 billion. Borderlands spin-offs, Tiny Tina Wonderland and New Tales from the Borderlands came out last year. Gearbox published Hit Looter, Shooter, Remnant 2 this year, and is down to publish Blackbird Interactive's real sci-fi real-time strategy game Homeworld 3 at some point in 2024. Ely Roth's Borderlands film has heads to theatres summer 2024. I thought it was all fully filmed and finished and everything, but I guess not. Or it might be that it might just be quite a bad movie and they're just getting it out of the way of summer. Embrace it, drinking they've bought too much and now they're struggling to keep everything running as it should? Or do you reckon they're just getting rid of some of the shite that they, they, they just want to get rid of, really? Leave comments, let us know. Talk to us, please. Next up. Here's what Starfield's solar system looks like compared to the real thing. Bethesda's Leviathan Space Adventure Starfield is out in the wild and players are exploring busy exploring the countless planets and stars that populate the sprawling RPG. To mark its release, IGN is taking you on an orbital tour of Starfields. Blah, 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 blah. Right, so. Earth's altered appearance stands in stark contrast to the rest of the solar system, which has seemingly continued on regardless in the wake of humanity's exodus. The majesty... majesty uh, of Saturn's rings is captured beautifully by the developer, who also took care to include the fainter ring system around Jupiter, Neptune, and Uranus. Attention to detail was also seemingly paid to scientific accuracy throughout the model. For example, in the current day, Uranus, Uranus is the only planet that orbits at a near right angle compared to the rest of the world in the solar system, likely owing to a cataclysmic collision with a planetoid in the distant past. This same dramatic tilt is also evident in Bethesda's recreation, as are the rusty patches uh, marring the surface of Pluto, which are thought in part to be the result of organic, organic compounds called phylons that caught entire swathes of the dwarf planet. 
the AC solar system moons are a very well modeled featuring stress cracked surfaces that hint at the presence of powerful gravitational influences of the blah, blah, blah. oh yeah it's just I'm not that, that, that the story wasn't what I thought it was going to be I'm sorry it's not the best um, but yeah it's, it's nice to know that they are modeling things and recreating things and doing a really well with all that but I would expect that with the money and the budget of the game but anyway we'll move on to the next bit of news and that is here are the four best footballers in the world according to EAF, EAFC24 so the four players have an overall rating of 91 they are Kylian Mbappe 91 Alexia Putellas I've never heard of him with 91 Erling Haaland, 91, and Kevin De Bruyne, 91. I'm surprised at Kevin De Bruyne. Uh, but, yeah, oh, there's a 91. Oh, it's a it's woman, it's a female. Is that the woman that got kissed? Is that the woman that got kissed? I don't know. So there's like one, two, there's three 90s. Oh, no, there's much, there's more. Oh, is Neymar Jr. still up there with 89? Van Dijk's overrated. I think on this, De Bruyne is overrated, Benzema is overrated, Courtois is still overrated, Kane is overrated, Lewandowski is overrated, Messi is overrated, Neymar Jr. is overrated, Salah still good, but he's still overrated, Van Dijk overrated. Uh, the women's game, I couldn't tell you a single person. Is there any English? No. Nope. No English. Uh, but yeah, so that is that. Um, I don't know. Are you excited for EA Sports FC 24? Because it's the first EA football game I've bought in a long time. I've bought it. I've got it ready to play when it downloads. Um, and I just thought I'd give it a quick go just to see if any changes have been made. I don't think they will have done, but it's just nice to start with brand new people, brand new feedback. Next bit of news, Ash Kutchen, voice actor shares emotional reaction to her final Pokemon scene. Uh, Ash Kutchen, voice actor Sarah Nachocheni, Nachocheni, has shared a video of her raw and emotional reaction to the final scene of the Pokemon anime featuring the show's beloved uh, protagonist of 25 years. We've known for a while that Pokemon anime would be bidding farewell to Ash and his pal Pikachu, but the final episodes of Pokemon to be a Pokemon master now airing on Netflix, people are reflecting on the iconic duo's eventual, eventful journey, including Sarah, the English voice of Ash. I don't know who she is, I don't know. As reported by Nintendo Life, um, she's voiced a famous trainer for the past 17 years, posted a, a behind-the-scenes video from the studio showing her reaction to the freshly dubbed last season of Pokemon to be a Pokemon master. In the clip, she gently applauds the ending before breaking down in te tears. Yeah, it's because she knows that her easy-to-do gig is just gone now and now she'll have to find more work. It could be quite hard. Uh, months ago, I filmed myself watching the freshly dubbed scene, last, last scene of the Pokemon. Uh, I have no idea if I can watch it all now. 
I'm told it's incredible with music and effects. I hope you are enjoying it on Netflix US now. In response to the post, we received messages of love and support from fans and many reaching out to thank her for her contribution and commitment to the series over the years, while others shared their personal thoughts and reactions to blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I've not seen anything Pokemon since I was about 16, 17, and I'm 42 now. I did have a Pokemon little thing that you press two buttons at the bottom and it made its little cheeks light up. And I think it's made a noise, I can't remember. Um, and I didn't get any of the card games. I only got the red or the blue Pokemon game. I haven't really played any of the other ones since. And I have watched the Detective Pokemon, which was a quite a good movie. But other than that, yeah, I've never been drawn into the Pokemon world. What do you guys think? Are you going to miss um, this voice actor? Let us know. So we'll move on to the next bit of news, and that is Drew Barrymore. The Drew Barrymore show resumes without writers amid the WGA strike. Uh, two audience, oh, well, this is an update. Two audience members said they were kicked out of the Drew Barrymore show today for their support of the WGA strike, while union members picketed outside. Uh, I'm not going to read that. Uh, Right, so the full story, let's have a look. Drew Barrymore has come under fire after announcing a resumption of her talk show uh, amid the WGA strikes. According to Vanity Fair, the Drew Barrymore show will welcome its studio audiences back to the CBS. I, I completely blanked with the net. What letters were then? Broadcast centre at 530 West 57th Street later today, September 11th. Despite a WGA picket, which is due to begin this morning. This is bigger than just me, said Barryman on Instagram. I own this choice. We are in compliance with not discussing or promoting film and television that is stuck, that is struck of any kind. We launched in a global pandemic, she added. Our show was built for sensitive times and has only functioned through what the real world is going through in real time. I want to be there to provide what writers do so well, which is a way to provide, bring us together to help us make sense of the human experience. I hope for resolve for everyone as soon as possible. We have uh, navigated difficult times since we first came on air, and so I take a step forward to start season four once again with an astute human humility. However, the Writers Guild of America asserts the show is breaking the strike. The Drew Barrymore show is. WGA covered struck television show, explained WGA spokesperson Jason Gordon, has stayed off the air since the strike began on May 2nd, but has now unfortunately decided to return without its writers. This essentially means Barrymore, her cast and crew members, as well as her audience, would have to cross the Writers Guild uh, line to produce the show. The Guild has and will continue to pick at any struck show that continues production during the Duration of the strike, oh god. Barrymore herself, free to support the strikes and everything we celebrate and honour about movies and television is born out of their creation. However, a CBS spokesperson claimed the Drew Barrymore show will not be performing any writing work covered by the WGA strike. Still, her celebrity guests will get a small reprieve under the 
rules. Actors are allowed to participate in talk shows as long as they restrain themselves from promoting any work dispute produced or financed by studios or streaming platforms that are a part of the Act Alliance of Motion Pictures or Television Producers. It's unclear though which actors will be willing to cross the picket. The Drew Barrymore Show does employ WGA writers who are currently out on strike, leaving many to wonder exactly who will be writing the show in its current form. So who is writing her opening monologue and literally everything else on this show when it starts up next week, asked actress Felicia Day. Scra- scab writers? Oh, gross, Drew Barrymore, gross. I don't know. I don't know. I don't really care now. It's gone on well enough, I think. Um, are they asking for way too much money? Is that why it's taking so long? Um, but I don't know. I'm tired now, like. So we'll go into the next bit of news, and we have, and that is. <clears throat> Georgie Romaro's final Living Dead film finds its director. So, Session 9, I've never heard of, and The Machinist, I've heard of that. Director Brad Anderson will take the reins. Twilight of the Dead, the long-awaited Living Dead film whose script treatment was co-written by the late Georgie Romaro, has finally found its director. So, what do you think? What do you guys think about this? It's been a long time coming, but I think now they've finally got the director, they've finally got it all up and running, and hopefully we'll see the final movie in the Dead series, I guess you would want to say. Um, I mean, I'm interested. I loved uh, Night of the Living Dead. I loved Dawn of the Dead, I loved Day of the Dead. You know, there's a good few ones there. I mean, don't get me wrong, there's a couple of bad ones, but... We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. So the last bit of news I've got on here, not really gaming, is NASA rover makes enough breathable oxygen on Mars to sustain a dog for 10 hours. Uh, NASA's uh, preser- pre- preser- preservance? Perseverance? Yeah, that'll do. Rover successfully completed an experiment designed to create oxygen on Mars using a technique that could one day provide astronauts with breathable air and be used as a key ingredient in rocket fuel to return the journey home. Humanity is looking to expand deeper into the solar system, first by establishing a permanent base on the moon before finally placing human boots on Mars for the first time in our species' short history. For this to be a reality, both NASA and its partners need to develop new technologies that will make use of the natural resources of those distant worlds to ensure that future missions are as self-reliant as possible. One major problem faced by astronauts is oxygen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So MOXIE is a microwave-sized instrument that uses a device called an electrolyzer to split carbon dioxide particles harvested from the Martian atmosphere into pure oxygen and waste products such as carbon monoxide. A tech demo has been running intermittently since soon after the rover made landfall in 2021 and recently finished its 16th and final run early last month. Moxie was able to create oxygen at a rate of around 12 grams per hour and has now generated a total of 122 grams of the precious gas. 
The amount of cred, which is roughly the amount a small dog breathes in 10 hours, was twice as abundant at what the scientists were originally aiming for and had a purity of at least 98%. Besides being breathable, the option could also be used as a cream breeding, blah, 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 blah. So, NASA, you smart bastards. You are doing everything amazing. It's I can't believe all this stuff that's happening. It's so bad. It's just crazy. It's absolutely mind-bogglingly crazy. That was the news for this week. We're going to have a quick break and we'll be back with this week's UK Top 40 charts. So back in a couple of minutes. Hi, this is David from Code Child and I listen to the One Up Gaming Podcast. Hi, David here, One Gaming. Still episode 367 of the One Gaming podcast. We've done the news, we've done the games played this week, we've had a quick chat, we've talked about stuff. Got a new microphone, hopefully it's working a little bit better. I don't have to have tables in front of me with my um, blue microphones like up in front of my face as I'm talking, so hopefully this works. I'll give it a quick try and we'll see what happens. So... This is the part of the show where we talk about the UK Top 40 charts. So we'll get straight into it. Because I can't be bothered to wait. Number 40, F123 by Electronic Arts. Number 39 is Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury by Nintendo. 38 is Saints Row, released by Deep Silver. 37 is Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy. Published by Activision Blizzard. 36 is Mario Party Superstars. Published by Nintendo. 35 is Mario... No. Pokemon Scarlet. And that's published by Nintendo. 34 is Starfield Premium Edition Upgrade. By Bethesda Softworks. 33 is Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. By Activision Blizzard. 32. Cyberpunk 2077. By Bandai Namco. I'll have to get back into that game. I quite enjoyed what I played. 31 is the Dark Souls Trilogy by Bandai Namco. 30 is The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt Complete Edition by Bandai Namco. Not really played The Witcher 3. I've heard it's really good. 29 is Super Mario Odyssey by Nintendo. Number 28 is New Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe by Nintendo. 27 is Lego Harry Potter Collection by Warner Bros. 26 is It Takes Two by Electronic Arts. 25 is Resident Evil 4 by Capcom. 24 is Forspoken by Square Enix. 23 is Nintendo Switch Sports by Nintendo. 22 is Crime Boss Rocky City by 505 Games. Never heard of it. 21 is Grand Theft Auto The Trilogy The Definitive Edition by Take Two. 20 is Armored Core. 6, Fires of Rubicon by Bandai Namco. Number 19 is Pokemon Violet by Nintendo. 18 is Pokemon 4 by Nintendo. 17 is Animal Crossing New Horizons by Nintendo. 16 is Final Fantasy 16 by uh, Square Enix. I've got to say, Armored Core. 
Did I say six? I think it's sixteen. I can't remember. Six. Um, number fifteen is The Witcher Three: Wild Hunt, Game of the Year edition by Bandai Namco. Fourteen is Red Dead Redemption Two by Take Two. Uh, we have number thirteen is Diablo Four by Activision Blizzard. Number twelve, Star Wars Jedi Survivor by Electronic Arts. Number eleven is FIFA Twenty Three by Electronic Arts. And then we have the UK top ten, and that is number ten, Minecraft. And this one's published by Nintendo, so I guess for the Switch. Number nine, Fee Farm, I've never heard of, by published by Nintendo. Number eight is Grand Theft Auto V, and that's published by Take Two. Number seven is NBA 2K24, published by Take Two. Number six is The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, published by Nintendo. Number five is Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate, and that is published by Warner Brothers. Number four, Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga, published by Warner Brothers. Number three, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, published by Nintendo. Number two, a brilliant game Hogwarts Legacy, published by Warner Brothers. And brand new at number one, Starfield, published by Bethesda. That is thank you so much to the Games Press and the GFK Entertainment Software Chats, all formats. So thank you so much to them. So that, my friends, is everything we've done this week. Please, please go to our website, which is oneupgaming.co.uk. Um, you can go to our Patreon site, which is patreon.com slash OUG. You can buy any of these t-shirts you've been watching me wear all through this show. Um, just go to our Etsy store and search oneupgaming, all one word. Or go to our website, oneupgaming.co.uk, and click on the store at the top right-hand corner. And then just buy what you want to buy. The album Games Inspired Music is available and 20% of each sale will go to the Child's Play charity. Audiobooksontip.com, go there for our first 100 podcasts in a digital form. And one pound of each sale will go to the Diabetes UK charity. Uh, please follow us and subscribe to us on Facebook, just search One Up Gaming. Uh, we're on YouTube, so like, share, bell that stuff and we love it we love all your feedback comment on all our videos things like that we're on twitch which is twitch.tv slash OUG official I think or it might be OUG UK now I can't remember twitter is at OUG official and you can send us any messages at contact at oneupgaming.co.uk so it's been me David with One Up Gaming episode 367 of the One Up Game podcast thank you goodbye Me go and fun him. I put on a show. You just blessed to be here, so my baby goes, goes on. My body rolls on. I tell her, hold on. Don't love it close. We close on. Been on it so long. I think we gotta go. Hey, my grown man.
go for me I tell my baby go But she's not even going though It's the trust I have in her Yeah, that's what you say to her Yeah, I'm feeling kinda slick I'm loving how I swim in it No, I'm not taming her The only one engraving it Sign and seal right from her lips You need to know that she's my miss Treat her like a treasure, no I never wanna let her go I keep her right in front of me My heart, she will forever be Never see life with me, no misery. You deserve the world, my queen. Yeah, I'm back down on one knee. A boy to a man that you have seen. No matter who's wrong, it's you and me. I'm coming for you, baby. So we can stay happy. I'm trying to work so hard for you and me. So bad, she can get it so bad that she loves me no bad. I'ma hug it so sad, you looking so mad. Oh, you didn't know that. Next time you should check the ring. I know that one's a throwback. I know you see her flashing it, especially when she gets it low. I'm rubbing on and grabbing it. I tell my girl, go ahead and go.